1: on the daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: We've been called out, uh, not as, not actually, but uh, a wide reach here for us at Nuanna's Now, and that's going to be part of the conversation today. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Jam-packed, all-the-way stacked show for you today, so let's get right to it. We're going to continue our conversation about transfers to Montana, Montana State, what does it all mean? We also are going to hear from Joe Terry. He writes a Substack newsletter. We're going to have him explain that better to us. What does that even mean? Uh, it is sort of this new thing, though, that is taking sports writing by storm. But he covers the Portland State Vikings in his most recent post. He basically was saying he thinks Portland State's going to be better than a lot of people, including us here, think they're going to be. I had Portland State ninth in my media poll. We made it into his article and a blink of the podcast did as well. And uh, so I need to get more educated on Portland State. So Joe Terry will join us here about 15 minutes from now. We're also going to hear from Bethany Robinson. She is from the Joint Chiropractic Clinic. They have walk-in chiropractic and physical therapy plans for you. Great way to go get all fixed up. A very good sports angle uh, as the high school and college sports seasons just right around the corner. We're also going to hear from couple of the best prep football players in the state of Montana. Jacob Anderson, Billings West, headed to Oregon State. He is a senior-to-be, so he won't be heading to OSU till next summer. But one of the best prospects in the state and one of the earliest commitments in the state. So caught up with Jacob earlier today. And also caught up with Pat Duchesne, who was a participant in Marty Mornowig's quarterback camp this last weekend. And the returning third-year starter for the Florence Falcons, the defending Class B state champions. So we'll talk Camp Marty all the second hour. Coach Marty, his son Sky, who helped out at the camp and who is now the uh, quarterback's coach at Columbia in the uh, Ivy League. They'll join us at 5 for our ESPN roundtable. And Pat Duchesne will give us some, uh, some insight into what he learned and what he's been working on all summer long as he decides or as he now embarks on defending on that state championship. So there you go. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any real estate questions you have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. ESPN Montana app, 1029ESPN.com. Both great ways to stream this show live and or archived. Go check it out anytime. Uh, A lot of stuff on our station website, the podcast. And a variety of other pieces of information. Want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Almost every Wednesday, it's a Wing It Wednesday. We still are uh, awaiting the return of the King of Wings from a trip abroad. So we'll give them the shout-out. We'll thank them for their support. And we'll be back to giving you wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as soon as we possibly can. So keep it on the top of your mind for sure. Have no fear. It it will return. Uh, the King of Wings has just been over in Italy, you know, enjoying himself. So we haven't been able to connect, and uh, we will be back connected as soon as we possibly can. Coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport. New to Missoula, New to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City, the corner of uh, Higgins and Mount. You can also... Check them out. Uh, Steven's Stevenson, excuse me. Uh, and you can also check them out online. NWMSRocks.com. That's NWMSRocks.com. SkylinesportsMT.com. We broke a scoop earlier this week about transfers to the University of Montana. And we confirmed that AJ Abbott, a quarterback from Oregon, Chris Walker, an offensive lineman from Nebraska, along with uh, Nico Ramos, a kicker from Cal and Princeton as well as Wyatt Wegner a linebacker from Iowa would be joining the uh, the Grizzlies this upcoming fall. That adds to the transfer the uh, list that they already had brought in this current offseason. Jaden Dawson from Iowa State, Idaho Idaho State, excuse me, Sawyer Rockinelli from Washington, Lucas Johnson, a quarterback out of San Diego State, Robbie Whitehead, a junior college quarterback, and Garrett Husted a transfer from Nebraska. So that's eight power five transfers and a total of 11 guys coming in. And it got me thinking about how much success Montana's had with transfers and also just how many transfers period Montana has brought in since Bobby Howe took over as the head coach. And so I decided to compare and contrast. We'll start this conversation and and this might spill over into hour two and actually might spill over into tomorrow as well because we did get a little of a late start today, just had a little satellite issue, so we were about four minutes late coming on the air. Uh, and Joe Terry, uh, Portland State beat writer uh, for Vikings Valhalla, a Subsex newsletter. He'll join us here in about five minutes. But I start this with a question. Andrew, and you've probably already cheated and looked at the outline, like a good producer that you are. But before I made this entire list, if I want to ask you just broadly, since Jeff Cho took over at Montana State, 2016, since Bobby Hauck took over at Montana in 2018, which program has more transfers? What we had, what would you have said? I think I would have said Montana, just because I've been
2: closer to the program and I've sure.
0: seen and reported on all these guys coming in. Yeah, I, I my, my inkling was that Montana State was going to be out in front a little bit. That number has been. Um, it's it's swung in Montana having more transfers than Montana State because they're bringing in 11 right now this coming into this year. But when you add them all up, 44 total transfers added for Bobby Houck since he took over in 2018. A total of 37 at Montana State uh, since Jeff Choate took over, including many of whom were great players on Montana State's run to the national championship. This last year, but it's actually striking to see just how successful both these teams have been. So, of those 44 guys that Bobby Houck has brought in, I I tiered them out into several different categories. There's guys that were home runs, guys that became solid starters, guys that were non-factors, and guys that are to be determined. The to be determined list is all of those 11 new guys. So we'll just start there. All the guys we just named, those are the TBDs. So we'll see. We'll see which ones pan out, which ones don't. I do think that uh, Chris Walker has an inside track as a starter on the offensive line. Jaden Dawson will certainly play in the Montana secondary and might be a starter there. Sawyer Rockinelli, if he would not have gotten hurt the wide receiver from Washington, he probably would have been in the receiver rotation if not a starter. Garrett Husted is projected as a starter on the defensive front for Montana. Lucas Johnson will almost certainly start at quarterback for Montana. So there's a lot of guys that are almost certainly going to be no longer to be determined, but at least solid starters by the time the season rolls around. But here's the guys that I dubbed as home runs. And it's actually funny that I thought that there was eight home run transfer additions for both Montana and Montana State uh, in in these last several years as this transfer thing has really taken off. The home runs for Montana, Dalton Sneed, quarterback, who came from UNLV by way of Scottsdale Community College, Robbie Houck, I know it's a little bit of a caveat, but he is a transfer. Transferred from Northern Arizona. Obviously the head coach's son. Dylan Cook, another interesting caveat because he came to Montana as a walk-on quarterback that turned into an all-conference offensive tackle and now is in the NFL. Justin Ford, All-American corner, transferred from Louisville by way of uh, Golden College in California. Marcus Knight, who transferred from Citrus College. Hunter McGinnis, a all-big-sky offensive lineman last year after transferring from Washington State. Kevin Macias, who made more consecutive field goals by a kicker in uh, Montana history than any kicker before him as a transfer from Arizona. And Omar Hicks-Onu, a transfer from Oregon State. Now, pretty much all those guys I just listed are gone with the exception of Robbie Houck, Justin Ford, Marcus Knight, and Hunter McGinnis. So I guess actually four and four. two, two, two a Half of them are gone, half of them returned. Um, The other guys that were stalling starters for Montana that got off the transfer wire, Eli Alford, Cam Eli Alford's a defensive tackle, Cam Humphrey's a quarterback, Gavin Robertson, who is a safety from Arizona, Trajan Cotton out of Oregon State, uh, defensive back Joe Babros and Justin Belknap, defensive ends from NC State and Arizona respectively, A.J. Forbes from Nebraska, Terry Todd, a defensive tackle from Michigan State. Reed Miller, who was on Bobby Hawke's first team, he was a transfer from Arkansas. Cordell Pilons who's offensive guard from a junior college, ranks Moses Mallory, same thing. Adam Eastwood, who came with Bobby Houck from San Diego State. Adam Wilson, who's a punter from Arizona. Ryder Rice, who was a move-up guy, a Rocky Mountain college transfer. And then Isaiah Childs. So, uh, you know, I don't want to bore you by just listing all these off. I thought the home run transfers to Montana State Bryce Sturck and Amandre Williams, DNs from Washington. Daniel Hardy, who went on to become a draft pick by the Los Angeles Rams. He was a defensive end out of the College of the Siskiyou's. John Walker, a great corner that came to Montana State. Jeff Choate's first year. Munchie Filer, also a great corner that came to MSU before eventually going back to the California uh, ranks to play at Sac State. He's, uh, I believe he was a senior at Sac State last year. Maybe he has an, another year of eligibility remaining there. Jackway Allen first guy I ever knew that played at Virginia Tech to transfer to the biggest guy, Travis Johnson, who came from Oregon by way of Riverside Community College, a quarterback that turned into a wide receiver who made it to the NFL, and Trey Webb, who's a safety transfer from San Jose State. So we'll comp- continue to compare and contrast, but I think that the, the thesis here is that if you target the right guys, you can get them into your program that uh, – and you can have a lot of success with them. They can pan out. I mean, and how can you not do it? How can you not go after guys when, I mean, we're talking about eight home runs and 14 solid starters, plus probably another eight to 10 guys slated to contribute this year. I mean, you're talking about most of the guys that are playing, at least a majority of the guys on your football team that are playing, they're getting action in games, are coming off the transfer wire. So it's hard to hate on it. Uh, if you're Montana, Montana State, I think both programs have done a very good job of it. I also think that it's a little overplayed, this narrative of guys uh, coming to the FCS and then moving up. I mean, we've seen it with Montana a couple times. I mean, they've actually been hit harder than anybody by it. Brian Bushini and Samari Torre both go into Nebraska, and then um, Gabe Solso transfer into Texas. But it's an exception, not a rule. This is not going to be a plague. You're not going to see 10 guys each year From the Big Sky, or even from a specific Big Sky team, moving up in the ranks, it's just it takes the most talented of players. We'll return to this transfer topic, but we'll continue talking Big Sky Conference football here. And welcome in now a guy who was a sports writer in Montana for a little while, and now living over in Portland, covering the Portland State Vikings. This is actually great because I've been wanting to launch a series with interviews with various media dignitaries that cover the big sky conference in football. Joe Terry now joins us here on new now. He is the author of Vikings Valhalla, which is a newsletter that you can find on Substack covering Portland state. And uh, we had the pleasure of gracing his latest article there. He was talking about how Portland state with the big sky conference media days on the horizon is, uh, maybe a little underrated. We had talked about our big sky conference polls, uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, and he had mentioned that conversation. And so I wanted to get this series launched because I want to learn a little bit more about Portland State. On one hand, I think they're going to have a tough time replacing Davis Alexander, and I think that they have a bear of a schedule right in front of them. On the other hand, though, Joe says they have some really good returning veterans, and we agree. We voted a couple guys from Portland State on our preseason all-conference team, including Vijay Mallow, uh, Bo Kelly, the wide receiver who led the big sky in, in various um, receiving categories last year. And then Anthony Adams is a multiple-time All-American on the the defensive secondary for their Portland State. So we we think that Portland State has some good players, too. I just have a hard time getting them any higher than uh, outside that playoff picture looking in. But Joe, he thinks they're going to be a little bit better. So, Joe, thanks so much for being here, man. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the shout-out in the article, too. How you been, man? Doing all right, man. Good, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too. Joe was up there in the flathead for a little while, so we worked alongside each other for uh, a moment in time and crossed paths a couple times. Uh, first of all, tell people about getting out to Portland and and sort of about this this newsletter that you got going and the, the element of Substack as well. I am personally interested in this uh, as a journalist that has an independent outlet, and uh, it seems like it's sort of a trending thing in sports writing in general and a way to sort of reach fan bases if they are so inclined to want uh, good content like you're providing about Portland City. So just tell people how you kind of got into this and, and what's behind this this idea of a Substack newsletter and, and what it all means.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, I was working up in the Flathead for, for six years uh, before bouncing down to Arizona and then coming back up here as my wife's job got relocated and uh, without any permanent jobs uh, out, out here for traditional media. Uh, I still wanted to cover the big sky. It, it's a, it's a great conference. There's a lot of great storylines and, and obviously Portland state, as you know, uh, doesn't get a ton of coverage. And I thought that was something that, that clearly has a hole and, 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 and has a, uh, a, a market that people want to learn about. So started the, the Substack as a, uh, as a, a, a great, uh, venue for, for hosting that. And then, uh, if uh, at all possible in the future, there, there's always the option to, uh, to uh, create uh, premium content on, on that website as well, so it's it's a uh, it's a great uh, platform for, for for writing blogs, and uh, I think it's a uh, um, an interesting place. So that's uh, BigSkyValhalla.substack.com is, is where that can be found.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, go check that out and uh, talk about though an interesting program to get to cover. I think from a pure journalism standpoint, Joe Terry. Uh, who produces a Substack newsletter about Portland State Athletics joining us here? BigSkyValhalla.substack.com. You can find his work uh, here on Duanas Now ESPN Radio. Portland State, from a pure journalism perspective, is fascinating because you know they might not be one of those blue bloods in the FCS or in the big sky, but they have the unique ability to get transfers because, and I shouldn't say unique, but they can get a different type of transfer because they can offer. An urban lifestyle rather than, you know, moving to Pocatello, Idaho or Missoula, Montana. It's a little bit different. Recruiting to a city like Portland, there's also so many great business and internship opportunities in Portland. But then you talk about a university that has been trying to find the mark specifically with its football team and, and they're playing at Hillsborough High School still. Uh, they haven't been able to really find a home. And oh, by the way, You have, in my opinion, the most entertaining coach in all of college football in Bruce Barnum. (laughs) So uh, just take us through sort of the narrative around the Vikings program right now. It it seems like they've had a hard time getting their footing since that breakout year in Bruce Barnum's first year uh, back in 2015. But as our Twitter discussion from earlier today uh, had some comments in it, Portland State's had a lot of talent, and they do have a lot of talent. So what do you think of just the, sort of the dynamic of everything that goes into covering this program and just how it's sort of different than a lot of the other programs in the Big Sky?
2: Yeah, you use the word unique, and uh, while that's not necessarily a bad word, it, it's, it's certainly unique for the type of program it's been since joining the Big Sky, what, 25 years ago. Um, and so uh, it has that. Nike connection, obviously uh, Phil Knight is a huge donor, uh, guy who used to teach at Portland State, and uh, and obviously they're right down the road. They have a lot of connections with the with the university, with the program itself, and so that's always something that they can pitch, which is obviously a huge thing. As you know, I think Montana has some connections uh, at Nike as well, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a super interesting program. Obviously, the stuff that came out, uh, well time, time is, is interesting. So I think it was this spring that, uh, about the, the finances and about, uh, the, the board of directors and then whether or not they were going to, or board of trustees and whether or not they were going to hold on to the football program. And then obviously the financing that came out that, uh, and the studies that showed, uh, what they needed to do, to improve it. And so there's a lot of news that's not necessarily on the field. That's super interesting and, and super, uh, uh, intriguing, especially when you were talking about the, the stadium situation is obviously a huge matter of interest, and obviously the dynamics that go with uh, an academic institution and w- whether or not the academic institution should care about athletics and, and all that as well. Um, and so that is, uh, it's always interesting. And then, yeah, like you said, uh, Barnum and obviously now Chase Coburn and, and Chelsea Gregg, those are two interesting coaches as well. So um, a lot of fun people to talk to.
0: Joe Terry here on Nuanas now talking all things Big Sky Conference football with a Portland State angle. He is a sports writer who writes for Big Sky Valhalla, a Substack newsletter you can find about Big Sky Conference football, specifically the Portland State Vikings. And, uh, Joe, you had an interesting article today talking about um, just how Portland State might be a little bit overlooked heading into the media days, which are on the horizon. Next Monday, we'll be in uh, Spokane, Washington for Big Sky Media Day. Uh, but this seems to be sort of common. When Portland State has one, two, three all-conference-type guys returning, and I I do think that they'll have three guys on that preseason all-conference team. I think those three guys I mentioned are going to be hard to not vote for, just given their production and and, uh, their pedigree from a year ago. Yet it, it does seem like when people are putting pencil to paper and scoring it all out, The Vikings are never picked in the top half of the league, even if they do get a little bit more respect than some of the other teams in the conference. So what say you? I mean, is Portland State being overlooked, and if so, why? Yeah, I use the word overlooked instead of underrated. Obviously, if you're going to rate them,
2: until you know what's happening at quarterback, it's hard to figure out exactly what they're going to be, right? Uh, uh, They didn't graduate a lot of players last season, but Davis Alexander being a, a four or five-year starting quarterback is yeah. some guy that is a guy that's not easy to replace, uh, especially when you consider uh, his backups didn't necessarily play a ton beneath or uh, underneath them because he was a, a grinder who wanted to be in every single snap, and so um, that is a big question mark. And I don't blame people for putting him. I think you said ninth and then eighth or seventh or whatever. Uh, middle of the pack is is probably the smart place to put them going into the season, but they could be being overlooked just because of the talent that they have on the program. When you talk about um, their wide receiver core, might be um, the most talented in all of SCS for sure. Uh, with the type of guys that they can throw out there. Um, I mean, Bo Killing a, a is an awesome Boy-
0: player yeah. right? I mean, Dar- Darian Chase I know about Darian Chase because we have a buddy that, that works in Nebraska and he said that he was You know uh, uh, all Big Ten Talent that just had a hard time Sticking to Lincoln so you're right I mean they do have really good Players there in the receiving core as well
2: Yeah and then they got uh, uh, Transferred from, from Washington Came in last year they got uh, Mateo Tal- Talalamotu It's uh, interesting that they have a lot of uh, Islanders Fun, fun to pronounce these uh, on the radio. I never have to do that when I'm when I'm writing it down. So,
0: <laughs> well, you just did great. Uh, right yeah, there. they have
2: their their wide receiving core is is maybe um, the best in the Big Sky, and and the the interesting thing will be will they be able to, to get it to them. Um, uh, but the the defense has uh, VJ Malo obviously on the edge, and, and a lot of uh, returning guys at, at all levels. Uh, Parker McKenna was a guy who who broke out at linebacker last year as a freshman, led the team in tackles, and well, can only get better as as you get in the in the weight room and and season over uh, over your years, and so that's interesting. Along with obviously Anthony Adams and some of the guys they have in the secondary, so um, their defense will probably be pretty strong. Um, I think everything hinges on on who they have starting at quarterback and and what type of offense they run, because we don't even know if they're going to run the same offense if they're not uh, running what the um, the Davis Alexander package is.
0: So Terry joining us, talking all things Portland State and Big Sky Conference football. And it's interesting, too, because Bruce Barnum is an offensive guy. He's He's been a really good and really well-respected offensive play caller for a really long time in the West, mostly in the Big Sky. He has been the coach of several really good quarterbacks at Portland State, whether it's Connor Kavanaugh or Kieran McDonough. Uh, Alex Caressa was really good. And uh, Davis Alexander, obviously, was phenomenal. Maybe the wins didn't come like they wanted, but I think that a lot of teams in the league definitely would have taken – uh, his talent, but more than anything, his toughness and his leadership. Really fun guy to watch. I know Montana, Montana State fans both remember him, particularly Montana, because, I mean, he took everything Dante Olson had to offer, and he still got up and kept playing. So I think there's a, a tip of the cap from Grizz fans that are listening to this show for Davis Alexander as well. So I actually think Barney will, will figure out the quarterback. Uh, Joe, the last thing I want to talk to you about, though, is I think that the thing that holds Portland State back the most has nothing to do with their personnel. It has everything to do with their schedule. That's why I had them ninth, just because I think that they play one of the harder schedules in the league. So here's what Portland State's slate looks like. In the non-conference, they're at San Jose State and at Washington. They open conference play at Montana in Missoula. They play Northern Arizona at home. Then they have Lincoln coming to town. I think that's a D2, D3, something like that, non-Division I game. Mm -hmm. Weber State uh, coming to, to Portland. Then they're at Idaho, at Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado in Portland, Sac State in Portland, and at Cal Poly. So, I mean, man, when I'm looking at that, I'm seeing like best case scenario for Big Sky wins, and that's if you somehow figure out a way to get a couple between the Northern Arizona, Idaho, and Eastern Washington games. I mean, you think that they're probably going to be a favorite against Northern Colorado and Cal Poly. Idaho is probably like a coin flip game. NAU, who knows? Uh... But other than that, they got to play some pretty tough games. So, I mean, what do you think of the schedule and how do you think that might impact their success, especially because it is such a tough start? I mean, they might be staring 0-3 right in the face.
2: Yeah, that start is going to be a bear, and that's obviously whoever they had starting at quarterback uh, is going to have to be mentally tough because that's going to be a uh, an interesting start, especially... Going up to Washington, we don't know what Washington will be this year with the new coaching staff, and, and obviously Montana took care of them last year. But I don't think that they're going to want to lose two years in a row to a Big Sky team without you know just being fired into the sun. So um, that's going to be an interesting start. Uh, they obviously they they luck out with getting NAU at home, Weber State at home. They beat Weber in Ogden last year, and so whether or not they can pull that off again, especially coming off of what's essentially um, a working by with Lincoln, which is a, a, an aspiring D2 over the school believe out of San Francisco. And so um, if they can get uh, NAU, Weber, uh, and Idaho, um, and obviously get the wins that they're, they're chalked up to for a Northern Colorado Cal Poly, and then maybe Nick, one of the other ones, they were pretty close last year against Montana State. They obviously couldn't close because Isaiah Fonsi uh, just went off. Um, and then uh, they were pretty close last year against Eastern until uh, uh, their offense uh, eventually exploded uh, late in the third quarter. Um, and so if they can close that out, obviously they're bringing so many of those players back on that defense who's got another year season in it. Um, can they, A, stay healthy, because uh, they're not going to have the, the type of depth that Montana or Montana State will have, but can they scratch out maybe seven wins and, and, and fight for, given those last few games, Uh uh, home against stack state, which is going to be a tough one, but, uh, you get them, uh, in Hillsboro and then at Cal Poly, hopefully you can uh, be playing for, a, um, a bit into the playoffs. So, um, that would be, this would be the push year because they have so many of those guys who are impact players or seniors. Uh, the three guys that you mentioned, uh, all for all big sky are all, all in their final year. And so, uh, they're running out of time for, for this, uh, wave of talent. And, uh, It'll, it'll be interesting to see if
0: they can capitalize on it. It should be fun to watch. It is a pivotal year for Portland State. It's a pivotal year for a lot of teams in the Big Sky Conference, especially with all of this shifting and shuffling that's going on. What is the validity of the future of football in the West? I mean, that's a huge question that everybody from Montana mm-hmm. State to Portland State to Idaho State is going to have to figure out here pretty soon. Joe Terry, you can find his writing on all things Portland State sports for Big Sky Valhalla, it's bigskyvalhalla.substack.com. Joe, appreciate the shout-out in the article today. Appreciate you jumping on with us today. And uh, let's do this again soon. Uh, but in the meantime, have yourself a good afternoon. Hey, Ben, you too. Very fun. I, I was just scrolling. Yeah, I got the – if you can't tell, I got the, the fever. I got the itch. I got the football fever. So I scrolled through. I got all my, my groups and stuff. So I was looking at Big Sky Football Media Beat Riders, and I clicked on Joe's article, and then I saw that he had mentioned us at Skyline and me by name and linked to the podcast, and I'm like, well, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad people out in Portland are listening, man. I appreciate it. He was you know, basically saying that we were a little down on the Vikings, and uh, so I wanted to learn more about him. So I appreciate Joe uh, for jumping on. How about if you got some ailing pains and you don't have time for an appointment? Actually, this this landed right on my front doorstep leading into my golf tournament last weekend. We have a solution for you. We'll tell you more about it right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position
1: to achieve the outcome they want.
0: If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com.
1: Oh! It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: If you've been following along, you know that I've been uh, I've really been into all the the self-betterment stuff lately as uh, I hit a spin class today and they were playing that song. So that's what led us to you know the old school Brian Adams ballad. I know it's not the normal hard rock or hip-hop you're you're used to around here on Nuanas now, but uh you know, I just had it stuck in my head. It, it it's a great song, you know. Sometimes there's like the pop songs that get overplayed, oversaturated and you, you don't like them as much anymore, but uh some of them are just objectively great tunes. It's a great tune. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. is Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX, Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Speaking of self-betterment, this is very cool. These are actually our neighbors here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. We have Emily Diaz in studio. She's from The Joint, which is a place that can help you in a variety of ways, whether uh, you need some chiropractics, any sort of routine to kind of keep you all aligned. Emily, thanks for being here. How are you doing?
3: I'm great.
0: Thanks for having me. So first and foremost, uh, let's just talk about all of the things that you guys do over there because as I've been studying a variety of different things, especially flexibility, alignment, stuff like that, it is so important for your everyday health. And I think people don't realize that. I mean, it's not just that your back hurts. Sometimes a lot of your mental stuff comes from the way your body feels, too. So you guys are doing a lot of cool stuff over here at the joint. Just tell people why, though chiropractic, physical therapy, being in alignment is important.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So the really cool thing about chiropractic is that you're directly influencing your nervous system. So when you get adjusted, you're impacting those bones that are directly laying over those nerves and those nerves feed the entirety of your body. So organs, uh, joints, um, mental clarity, function, all that can be impacted with chiropractic care, which is super, super cool.
0: And uh, I was thinking about this and I actually wish I would have uh, known about you guys and the stuff that you do because a couple weeks ago i was about to get ready for a big golf tournament and my playing partner he was having a little bit of a a hip slash like lower back issue and he's having a hard time getting in to get adjusted you guys do walk-in stuff so i mean this could be perfect for somebody that's you know hey, I got three days on the golf course, my hip's not feeling so good. They can just come see you, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a lot of patients who have been in because of you know recent golf injuries. Um, But we're walking, so it's super, super convenient. You just show up whenever it works for you. Um, The first visit's about like 20 to 30 minutes, and then after that, it's five to 10 minutes in and out total, which is awesome.
0: It seems like you guys put a high priority on on people that are athletes, regardless of what age they might be, too. So, uh, I mean, just general maintenance and things like that that goes into your athletic performance, not just when you're you're hurt, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people talk about, you know, rehab and um, PT and therapy for after injuries, but we don't really talk enough about prehabbing, um, you know, making sure you're prepared and don't have injuries at the beginning. Um, so one thing chiropractic can do is help you stay aligned, help those muscles, joints, ligaments, um, nerves all function well. So you're less prone to injury and you can heal better and faster if you do get injured.
0: Emily Diaz joining us here in studio from the Joint Chiropractic. They're in the Grant Creek Center. Uh, they do all sorts of fun stuff for you and uh, get you all lined up, realigned, keep you aligned. How important is that? I mean, just just body functionality perspective. I mean, how much is just being aligned? Cause I, one thing I've been studying is the proportionality or disproportionality of muscles and how that affects you so much, right? But, I mean, this this all goes hand in hand with your spine, your skeleton, all that sort of stuff.
3: Absolutely. So I think you have something like 7 trillion nerves in your entire body, and all of those feed all those muscles, 7 right? trillion, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, And so uh, getting adjusted impacts those nerves and impacts the function of your entire body. So incredibly important to your health.
0: For people that are listening, again, this isn't necessarily just if you're hurt, Right. Uh, this can help you in a lot of different ways, but do you feel like it, it, it sort of reflects on people's holistic health as well as their physical health? I mean, do you notice changes in your patients more than just, hey, I got my hip popped back into place?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We help a lot of people with sleeping better, um, mental clarity, um, you know, function of cognitive issues. Because especially like your upper cervical bones, those sit right at the level of your brainstem, where everything is intertwined and comes into play, and a lot, a lot of importance, um, especially getting adjusted up there. So it makes a big difference.
0: Well, if people want to find out more or they want to use your services, all that stuff, how can they get a hold of you guys?
3: Um, We're on Google Maps. You can look us up, or we're also on Facebook and Instagram, and um, you can. Literally just call or walk in because we are a walk-in clinic, which is awesome, and we'd love to see you.
0: Well, this is definitely a uh, a new age development, being able to walk in, get adjusted, stay right, stay aligned. So go check them out the Joint Chiropractic there uh, in the Grant Creek Center. Emily Diaz joining us here on Nuanas Now. Good stuff. Very interesting. Thanks for being here.
3: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: How about one of the best prospects in the state of Montana, Jacob Anderson? He is a four-star guy out of Billings West High School. Offers from all around the country. He chose Oregon State a couple weeks ago. What stood out about Corvallis? We'll catch up with Jacob. One of the first cl- commits of the class of 2023, one of the biggest commits to come out of the state of Montana, both literally and figuratively. He'll join us next as part of our recruiting series here on ESPN Radio. This is Nuanas Now. Keep it right here. 1029 FM, Missoula. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life.
1: This is Nuwanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: I hope someday we play Huey Lewis in the News on this show and Huey Lewis is listening. If he was listening right now and I said that, that'd be even cooler. There's just certain things from your childhood that stick with you. Man, I think that the first, like, records I ever threw on the, the parent spin tables, like, when I was, like, a tiny, tiny kid, I think it had to be some Huey Lewis in the news. Now he lives down in the Beaver Valley. How cool. Saw so, him at a Grizz game last year. Big Grizz guy. Came to the Eastern Washington-Montana playoff game. Very cool. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. I remember distinctly watching Billings West in the Class AA State Championship game against Missoula Sentinel in 2020. So that was the first of Sentinel's two straight state titles. And that game was filled with Division I guys. Sentinel had eight uh, Big Sky Bound players. Billings West had several guys. uh, Their junior class is really talented. But they had several seniors on that team, Paul Brott, Neil Daly, uh, that are now playing for the Cats. But I remember... Watching the game and then looking in the handshake line, and I remember seeing this enormous offensive tackle and thinking to myself, man, Dylan Rollins from Sentinels going to BYU. Jace Klusiewicz from the Spartans going to the Grizz. Paul Brat, Neil Daly going to the Cats. That guy is the guy that looks like the best college prospect to me. Then I did some research, realized this dude was only a sophomore when I was watching him then. And he was only a junior when I saw him again at Washington Grizzly to open the season and in the state championship last year in Missoula as well. The dude had the the nickname D1 since he's a freshman in high school. There's a reason why. Jacob Anderson's about 6'6". He's probably up to about 280 pounds now, but he's been 6'6", 250, and and he's about to be a four-year starter at Billings West. Unbelievably talented young man. He has received recruiting attention. On par with anybody in the last 10 years in Montana. He's got offers from everywhere from Utah to Colorado to Kansas and Kansas State. Baylor, I've never heard of a guy from Montana getting an offer from Baylor. An offer from Baylor, Montana, Montana State, Nevada, Utah State. But Oregon State ultimately was the choice for the senior to be at Billings West High School. The outstanding offensive tackle and myself caught up earlier today. We're happy now to continue our coverage of recruiting across the state of Montana here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching on the SWX Montana television or on the ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks for being here. And we're to that point in the year where we have some class of 2023 guys that are giving their commitments. We heard from Talon Marsh earlier this week, Helen a capital product who's headed to Montana State. And now we are joined by Billings West senior-to-be, Jacob Anderson. He is headed to Oregon State, gave his commitment earlier this summer. Jacob, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty decent. How about yourself?
0: Very well. First of all, uh, just tell us about uh, th- this summer. What's it been like for you? I'm sure you've been uh, sort of get, trying to get your name out there, and I know you had a great couple years leading up to this that kind of put you on recruiting radars, but now you made the choice late June Uh, to go to Corvallis, to go to Oregon State, play for Jonathan Smith. So just take us through the recruiting process in general. It must have been fun for you to get uh, sort of the exposure and the attention that you've received.
1: Yeah, no, it was fun. Um, Not great at all times. It's a little bit overwhelming at times. But other than that, it was great learning about all these programs. That just seemed like where I wanted to go. What made
0: Oregon State stand out? I mean, when did they first land on your radar, and and what made Oregon State the one that you wanted to pull the trigger on and commit to?
1: I got an offer from them a while ago. And a few days later, the coach came out, uh, O-line coach, Coach M. So he came out, talked to us. Uh, talked to me, and I really enjoyed him. So that was probably the first thing that put them, up, put them on my radar. Uh, I went out on a visit with them a couple weeks back, and I just loved every minute of it. It was a fantastic place to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, Corvallis is a cool town. I really liked Corvallis. I actually considered going to school there for a moment in time as well. What, what did you think of it, though? I mean, what did you like about the campus and, and just Corvallis in general?
1: Well, in general, it's a very beautiful place. It reminded me a lot of, like, Bozeman. Uh, the campus is super pretty. Everything is just very green and clean. It's certainly
0: a progressive place for sure, and uh, it is a beautiful campus and uh, an awesome place for you to land. Jacob Anderson joined us. He's an offensive lineman from Billings West. Committed to Oregon State earlier this summer. And uh, now, trying to help the Billings West Bears on yet another great run. Back to back state title appearances for the West Bears. And they've been very, very good uh, since Rob Stanton took over there uh, as the head coach. Did you consider anywhere else, Jacob? I know you had a ton of different offers. Obviously, the Montana schools certainly uh, were after you. But I know I remember when you first got offered by Baylor and how that was kind of a cool deal. Because, you know, we see guys from Montana from time to time get power five looks but it's mostly from schools out west and in the northwest but you know all the way down in texas that's pretty cool so uh, i mean did, would, who else was recruiting you uh, in general and, and did you consider anywhere else
1: yeah so the other schools i really considered were montana state baylor and utah uh they were the, all the schools that stood out the most where i thought i would fit in with good academics and good everything else do you know what you want to study um, something in engineering,
0: I'm leaning towards mechanical or civil. Well, that's right. I cause Oregon state, one of the great engineering schools in the country. So, um, that probably was a big drop for, I mean, it sounds like academics is a high priority for you. For sure it is. When did you first know you wanted to get into engineering? Because it, it sort of takes a, a, a interesting mindset, right? You got to have a, a natural ability at math, and it's going to take a lot of work, and, and you know, there's lots of physics behind it too. So, when did you first become interested in maybe pursuing that major in college?
1: Well, one of the things that really did it for me is I have a fantastic uh, physics teacher. I've had two this for the last few years. Uh, they were both fantastic. I really enjoyed their classes. They were the most. En- uh, most interesting, most important classes
0: I had, so I loved those. Well, very, very cool, and uh, good for you for putting that as a high priority as well because you're going to receive a top-notch education there as well as uh, playing in the Pac-12. Speaking of the Pac-12, though, the thing that everybody's talking about when it comes to college football is all this realignment, and I know you, me, none of us have any control uh, over it, and uh, nobody knows what's going to happen, but what have you thought of just kind of the reshuffling of it all because uh, Oregon State has sort of just been Standing past, sitting there right in the Pac 12. What have you thought of just this entire college football realignment?
1: Honestly, I have no clue what's going on with it. Uh, I never really paid too much attention to football before this last few years, so I'm not the best person to be asking about that. Well, that's
0: great. I mean, it's,
1: it's probably
0: keeps your head a lot clearer because it's certainly confusing. And like we say, you know, nobody really has any idea what's happening, what's going to happen. Uh, so probably best uh, to stay on the outside looking in. Jacob Anderson joining us from Billings West High School. He is an offensive lineman that's committed to Oregon State after receiving plenty of interest from all around the United States of America. Official offers from Montana, Montana State, Baylor, Colorado, Washington State, Kansas, Kansas State, Portland State, Utah, and Nevada, among a long list of others with high levels of interest as well. So uh, definitely one of the top prospects in the state of Montana. Uh, Jacob, just getting this decision out of the way and uh, giving your verbal commitment there to Oregon State, how does that help you mentally just going into your senior year? Uh,
1: It's a big relief. It never was something I really thought would be this difficult. But now with that behind me, I can focus on my team right now and helping us get through
0: this season. Well, speaking of your team, Billings West should be one of the best in the state again. You guys have had a great run here uh, these last handful of years, including getting to the state championship each of the last two years. So with you yourself as a senior and your classmates coming into this final year of high school football, probably a pretty motivated group given the way that it's ended the last couple of years. What's the vibe like right now there
1: at Billings West. Uh, for sure. It, everyone's been working extremely hard. This is probably one of the hardest working groups I've ever played with, uh, both in the weight room and getting better at their craft. So I think we're all really excited and really motivated for this next season.
0: Well, what's next then for you guys? I mean, you mentioned before we got started that uh, you're already into the two-a-days. and. Uh that uh, the season is quickly approaching. So what do you guys hope to get done between now and, and the start of the season? And uh, who do you guys open with? What are you preparing for here to get this year kicked off?
1: Well, so we don't have a lot of returning seniors or returning starters, I should say. So there's a lot of competition on what, who's getting what spot. And so I think that's a big part of figuring that out and just getting everyone as a group up together.
0: Well, it should be fun to follow. We're very excited to get all geared up for high school football, college football, and all the way around the world of football. But congratulations on uh, getting the decision out of the way. I know it is a big one, a lot of weight on your shoulders, and now you can concentrate on this senior year and a run to the state championship game. Once again, Jacob Anderson, Billings West Offensive Lineman, Oregon State Commit, here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Jacob, I know you're busy guy. Thank you so much for taking some time this afternoon, and best of luck with everything. We will keep up with you throughout the season, but between now and then, best of luck. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Tommy's a genius. He's figuring stuff out while we are live on the radio. It's what I was born to do, save you, Colton. <laughs> No, no, no. What you're born to do is rock on the radio, but Rock and uh, roll all night and party every day, yeah, buddy. There's some of us that are good at the coming up with the ideas, but no good at the fixing of the things. Tommy's the guy that's the good at the fixing of the things. That's so. right. Creatively I'm zero. No, that's not true. You're, very, you're one of the only fixers and creators that there is. Usually you're one or the other, but you got both rolling.
1: You're trying to butter me up here, man. <laughs> What'd you mess it's up cause this we're, time?
0: It's because we're making you sit in the chair when we go to Spokane on Monday. So Tommy will be behind the glass here in Missoula. We'll be rocking oh, yeah. uh, over in Spokane. Thanks to Jacob Anderson, one of the best recruits, biggest recruits in the state of Montana, for joining us here on Nuana's Now. Billings West, senior to be. He is headed to Oregon State on a football scholarship. How about more football? I think a couple of the guys that participated in Coach Marty's camp lately are probably going to be playing at the college level. We'll get the scoop on all of the performers and the performances from the weekend that was. Marty Morniweg and his son, Sky, breaking down. Camp Marty talking all things college and pro football. Keep it right here. Coach Marty in the house. No one is now ESPN Radio.